One of the things that pisses me off the most is when people will use a mental health term in a throwaway manner without regard for what it means. And one of those words is psychotic. So we hear this all the time. People say, that's psychotic and this is psychotic. And when I challenge it and say, well, no, it wasn't psychotic, I get a lot of pushback and then they double back on it. So let's dive into how we evaluate for psychosis, what it is, what it's not with me, Dr. Mirza. I am a psychiatrist who is board certified in adult psychiatry, child adolescent psychiatry and addiction medicine. Psychosis has been part of humanity for a long time. It's been there forever. You know, we've had reports from Hippocrates was the first time that somebody used the kind of the term psychosis in a way. What psychosis essentially is, is when somebody has trouble differentiating between what is real and what is not real. And when we talk about psychosis, there's two main things that we're looking at, delusions and hallucinations. The main thing when we're evaluating psychosis is to understand what the cause of it is. Is it due to a primary underlying psychiatric disorder or is it due to something else, a medical condition and or a substance? The most common diagnoses that have psychosis are the schizophrenia spectrum disorders. We will also see psychosis in mood disorders, so things like psychotic depression or mania with psychotic features. We also see psychotic symptoms in things like trauma, PTSD, things like OCD, even things like eating disorders, where people will say that there is a misrepresentation of the body that can be borderline psychotic at times. We also have cases where there's postpartum psychosis, which can be very troublesome and difficult as well. When we're differentiating between, hey, is this something that is psychosis? Is it not psychosis? Is this a primary psychotic disorder or not? It's really important to kind of get a demographics and look at the whole thing. We'll see a one-to-one -one distribution of something like schizophrenia. Men will typically have onset of that around college age, so that 18 to 22-ish range that women we see it a little bit later, so late 20s to early 30s around that age. There are a lot of medical causes of why someone may have episodes of psychosis. Commonly when I was in residency and we were rounding in the hospital, we would see cases for things like delirium. We would see it in genetic disorders. We also have a lot of the things with dementia, so I have Alzheimer's, Lewy body dementia, Parkinson's dementia, all these things can have elements of psychosis in them. Tumors, infections, endocrine issues, sleep disturbances can also cause psychosis. A workup that may be necessary to kind of rule out a medical cause would involve things like looking at blood counts, looking at somebody's thyroid panel to rule out a thyroid disorder, looking at metabolic panel to rule out any kind of metabolic disturbances. We're also gonna to wanna to rule out other infectious diseases, most commonly things like HIV and syphilis. If we wanna do a more neurological workup, we also wanna look out for seizures. Lastly, we may also look at things like imaging of the head, CAT scans and or MRI, depending on it, to rule out any kind of abnormality or shift that's there. Substances are another common cause of psychosis. It's estimated that about a third to half of people who drink alcohol will have symptoms of psychosis sometimes in their life, either an intoxication and or withdrawal symptoms. Cannabis can be also connected with psychosis. It's not uncommon to have some people becoming more prone to having psychotic disorders or psychotic symptoms with cannabis use. Also things like methamphetamines, stimulants, abuse of those can cause psychosis. And of course, things like psychedelics, things like LSD and or psilocybin, which are intended to produce psychosis, 
those again can cause psychosis too. So when we go back and we're talking about psychosis, what it is, we're talking about the delusions and the hallucinations. A delusion is defined as a fixed false belief that is present even when there is proof and evidence contrary to that belief. In schizophrenics, we see up to 90% of people will have some sort of a delusion. There's multiple types of delusions and a lot of times also is really cultural specific. So you want to be aware of the person's cultural background to say, hey, is this a delusion or is this just a cultural belief? When we talk about types of delusions, there's persecutory delusions. Somebody's out to get them. Somebody's watching them. Ideas of reference are things like messages in the TV, messages in newspapers, messages in print are directly related to the person who's experiencing them. There's also things like grandiosity, feelings like they're really an important person, like I'm as important as the president or the king and I'm God. Other things can be thought broadcasting or thought insertion or the delusion that your thoughts are being put out into space or that somebody else is putting their thoughts into your own mind. Hallucinations is the next thing. A hallucination is essentially a sensory perception in the absence of external stimuli. The most common type of hallucination that people experience is an auditory hallucination. In people with schizophrenia, they will experience auditory hallucinations from 70 up to 98% of those people. It's really important when we're asking about it to ask about the location of the voice because oftentimes there's a differentiation between the type of psychosis they're experiencing and where they will be able to locate where that voice is coming from. When we have people say, hey, I'm hearing a voice from somewhere else, I'm hearing it just like I'm hearing your voice, what we call external hallucination, that's more consistent with a psychotic disorder versus what we see is internal hallucinations, internal voices, kind of like an exaggerated thought that's more consistent with a mood disorder with the psychotic features. Also, we're gonna ask about the content. What is the voice saying or what is that sound? Is it just an ambient noise? Is it a voice? Is it somebody who's commenting on what's going on? Is it like a commentary like during a sports game or commenting about what's going on during the day? Or is it command in nature? Is it telling you to do stuff? And that can be potentially dangerous. Go walk into traffic, right? That's command hallucination. The other thing is also it can be very self-deprecating, right? And again, that can be more consistent with depression or manic kind of symptoms. You're terrible. You're not worth it. You're worthless. Go kill yourself. These kind of things. We're also going to want to ask about the number of voices. How many voices are there? What is the kind of quality of the voices? Is it specific age person? Is it a young voice, an old voice, a gender, male, female, something else? We can't really tell. Is it a specific kind of cultural voice or speaking in an accent? Is it a recognized voice, right? If it's a recognized voice, then we're also kind of thinking of trauma. Is this kind of trauma symptoms that are coming back and showing up? Also with psychosis, we talk about visual hallucinations. With visual hallucinations, we don't see them quite as much as we see auditory hallucinations, but we can still see them in up to 50% of people. And people will describe them as visual disturbances or things just being a little bit off, things look fuzzy, things are blurry, things you know shifting a little bit. When people describe being able to see a thing or a person or a shape or very specific things, that's when we have to start to look at, hey, is this due to more of a medical issue? Is this more dementia or is this more of a substance? Or again, is this trauma related? There are other types of hallucinations as well, which are less commonly seen. People may experience tactile hallucinations. They may feel something. Again, we see this more so with substances, smells, olfactory hallucinations. We see this more so with a disease process or infection, things like herpes we see this with. Or also taste. This can be related to other medical issues as well. So wrapping up a little bit, we've discussed psychosis and what it is, how we look to evaluate it, the questions that we ask to kind of suss out to say, hey, is this due to a psychiatric, psychological issue, or is this medical related to substances? Because that's really important, because once we figure that kind of stuff out, that's how we're gonna manage it and treat it 
most effectively. Because if it's due to a medical issue or substance, the biggest thing you can do for it is treat that issue. If it's something more related to a psychological or psychiatric disorder, now we're talking about longer treatment medications and other things like that. 